the stories of mahabharata retold by sudipta bhaumik welcome dear friends to another episode of the stories of mahabharata in the last episode we heard how yudhishthir saved his brothers by answering the questions of dharma who came disguised as a crane the 12 years of exile were over the pandavas must now go into hiding yudhishthir sat down with his brothers and his wife draupadi and said as per lord dharma's advice we should spend the 13th year in matsya the kingdom of virat as a servant of the king i will take the guise of a dice player and propose king virat to accept me as his court dice player i will play with him advise him and entertain him beam what would you do beam said oh it's easy i will serve as a cook in virat's kitchen i can also entertain him by fighting with elephants and bulls arjun what about you asked yudhishthir i will take the guise of a eunuch dress myself as a woman and teach music and dance to the ladies of the palace it is a destiny that i have to fulfill said arjun nakul said i am an expert with horses i know all about them and can treat their illness i will take refuge in king virat's stable as his horsekeeper sahadev said I'll be the caretaker of King Virat's cattle. I know how to take care of cows and I can serve him well. Yudhishthir then looked at Draupadi and said, "Panchali, you are a princess and a queen. I wonder how you'd handle this life of a servant." Draupadi smiled and said, "A woman who agrees to serve as a maid of her own will is known as a Sairindri I will serve Sudeshna the queen of Virat as her personal hairdresser and a maid I am sure she will treat me well Yudhishthir was satisfied with the plan He said Well then let's prepare for our life in the kingdom of Virat let's see what fortune awaits us there Yudhishthir summoned the men and women who have been accompanying him during their exile and said friends as per our agreement with duryodhan we must now spend a year in hiding you have supported us and cared for us all these years now we must part our ways we cannot afford to let anybody know about our whereabouts i request you go back to panchal and wait for us If anybody asks say you don't know anything about us Thaumya 
the Pandava priest held Yudhishthir's hand and said, Yudhishthir, you have always been a king and never before did you serve a king as his employee. You may be aware of the norms and rules of a commoner, but let me give you some advice on how to be a royal servant. You may be the king's favorite. Still, never ride the king's chariot or sit on his throne. If not asked, do not offer the king any advice. Do not try to be friends with the queen or the ladies of the palace. Do not do the smallest of tasks without the knowledge of the king. While expressing an opinion, try to say what the king likes and what is good for him, but prefer that which is beneficial to him. Do not sit in front of the king. Always sit on his right or left. Do not try to correct the king if he tells a lie. Do not show off your knowledge or prowess. Do not touch your mouth, shake your legs or speak loudly in front of the king. If you experience something funny in the court, do not laugh like a maniac. One who tolerates insults and awards with nonchalance, one who doesn't feel perturbed to do any job that is asked of him, only he deserves to live in the palace and earn the king's trust. Use the costumes and jewelry given to you by the king and you will be his favorite. Yudhishthir, follow these rules for a year and you will emerge from your exile a winner. Yudhishthir bowed to Dhaumya and said, Thank you for your advice. Dhaumya blessed the Pandavas, mounted his chariot and head towards Panchal the kingdom of Drupad. The Pandavas began their trek on foot down the bank of river Yamuna towards the Matsya kingdom. Walking through the perilous paths to the mountains and forests, they arrived at the outskirts of the state of Matsya. The long journey has made them frail and weak. The sun tanned their skin. The harsh weather tattered their clothes. Long hair and beard covered their faces. It was hard to recognize them as the rulers of Indraprastha. If someone asked, they'd introduce themselves as hunters. Before entering the capital city of Virat, Yudhishthir said, If we entered the city with our weapons, People would be worried and concerned about our intentions. Most warriors know Arjun's Gandiv. They would recognize us the moment they see it. Arjun said, You are right. We cannot carry our weapons into the city. I saw a huge summit tree on a hill near the cremation ground. We can hide our weapons in the tree and nobody would dare to touch them. The Pandavas went to the cemetery near the cremation ground and put down their weapons. They unstrung their bows and tied the weapons together to make a tight bundle. Nakul climbed up the tree and fastened the bundle to a strong branch near the top such that it is well protected from the rains from above and curious eyes from below. 
Then he pulled a half-burnt dead body from the cremation ground and tied it to the tree. The stench from the decomposing body would help keep people away. Few shepherds who were roaming nearby were curious. Nakul said, She's our deceased mother. She was more than 80 years old. We tie our dead to a tree. That is our funeral ritual. The shepherds went away. The Pandavas then shaved, took a bath, put on new clothes and entered the city of Virat. King Virat was enjoying his day in the court when a tall and handsome young man entered. and bowed to him. The majestic man startled the men in the court. His regal appearance, his royal demeanor drew attention from everybody. The enchanted King Virat asked, Who are you? Tell me, what can I do for you? With a gentle and deep voice, the man said, My name is Kanka. I am a Brahmin. I have lost everything and have come to you to find a job. I used to be King Yudhishthir's friend. I am a skilled player of dice and I used to play with Yudhishthir. Virat said, I will give you whatever you ask for. You are suitable to be a king. If you so desire, you can rule my kingdom on my behalf. Kanka said, No, my king. I do not wish to rule your kingdom. If you would be kind enough to employ me as your personal dice player, I would be grateful. Virat was happy with Kanka's humility. He said, My dear Kanka, I love to play dice. From today, you will be my friend and personal dice player. He addressed the men in the court and said, From today, treat Kanka with the same respect you treat me. Kanka is my friend and he is no different from me. Kanka, you will stay in my palace for as long as you wish. You can go anywhere you want. No doors are closed for you. If anybody shows any disrespect, let me know and I will take the most severe action. Kanka bowed to Virat and said, Thank you, my king. You are most kind. Virat held Kanka's hand and asked him to sit on the throne next to him. Thus, Yudhishthir found his place in the court of Virat as Kanka, the dice player. The next day, Bhim arrived in the court of Virat. He wore black garments and carried a bunch of cooking utensils in his hand. Bhim bowed before the king and said, O king, I am Ballav, the cook. I can prepare delicious meals. I used to cook for King Yudhishthir who loved my dishes. I am also skilled in wrestling and hand-to-hand combat. I can feed you with my cooking skills and entertain you as a fighter. Virat was moved by Bhim's stature and poise. He said, From today, I employ you as the head chef of my kitchen. Draupadi, with her hair tied up in a knot and wearing a dark costume, 
was roaming around the quarters of the Queen of Virat. Sudeshna, the queen, saw her from a rooftop and was mesmerized by Draupadi's beauty. She asked her maid to bring Draupadi to her room. When Draupadi stepped into the room, the women stared at her in amazement. They have never seen a more beautiful and charming woman in their life. Sudeshna noticed their appreciation. She looked at Draupadi and said, Who are you? Why were you roaming outside my palace? Draupadi bowed to pay her respects. With folded palms she said, O queen, I am Sairindri, the hairdresser. I wish to serve you. Sudeshna stood up and walked around Draupadi to take a closer look. You have a perfect body and you are as pretty as a goddess, said Sudeshna. It is hard for me to accept you as a hairdresser. Trust me, I am indeed a hairdresser, said Draupadi. I am skilled in makeup, beauty treatments and hair styling. I used to serve Krishna's wife Satyavama. I also served Panchali, the Pandava queen. They treated me well. Queen Satyabhama called me Malini. Sudeshna was still skeptic. I can retain you as my hairdresser, but I am afraid my husband, King Virat, would not be able to control himself once he lays his eyes on you. And why not? Your beauty has cast a spell on the women of my palace. I can only imagine how the men would react. I am almost certain once my husband sees your divine beauty, he would forget me. It would be stupid of me to bring you into the palace. Draupadi turned around and with a stern voice she said, No man, not even King Virat can touch me. I have five powerful Gandharva husbands and they always protect me. I am serving as a maid only to complete a penance. If a man lusts for me, he would die a painful death in the hands of my husbands the same night. Sudeshna held Draupadi's arm and said, Sairindri, I will retain you as my hairdresser. I will make sure you are treated with respect. Welcome to my palace. Next came Sahadev to Virat's court and said, I am Tantipal. I know all about cows and I take care of cows. I used to tend to the Pandavas cattle, but I don't know where they are now. I'd be obliged if you'd be kind enough to employ me in your cattle ranch. Virat said, Welcome to my kingdom, Tantipal. From today, I give you the responsibility of my cattle. I have millions of them and they are taken care of by thousands of cowherds. You will be their master. The following day, the men in Virat's court saw a tall, dark person enter the hall. Although the person looked like a man, he wore fine women's costume, golden jewellery, his long hair flowing down to his shoulders, and he walked with a feminine grace. It was Arjun, guised as a eunuch. 
The surprised king looked at him and said, Who are you? You have the stature of a handsome man, but you behave like a woman. I can imagine you as a warrior, but, but not as a woman. Arjun bowed down to Virat and said, O king, I am neither a man nor a woman. Fate has made me a eunuch and maybe someday I will tell you my story. My name is Brihannala and you may treat me as your son or your daughter. I am a virtuoso musician and dancer. Please allow me to teach your daughter, Princess Uttara, the skills of music and dance. Next arrived Nakul. With folded palms, he bowed to Virat and said, Hey, looking Virat, I am Granthik. I am an expert with horses. I used to be the head of the keepers of Pandava's stable. I can take care of your horses if you'd like. Virat welcomed Nakul and said, I'd consider myself fortunate to have you as my stable keeper. From today, I make you in charge of my horses, my stable and my staff. Thus, the Pandavas, who once ruled the earth, began to serve their time in hiding as servants of King Virat for one year. Yudhishthir entertained the king by playing dice with him and his challengers. Bhim cooked delicious meals for the king and once in a while entertained him by fighting the visiting wrestlers. Arjun spent his time teaching the ladies in the palace the art of music and dance, skills he mastered during his stay in the heavens. Nakul took care of the king's horses and Sahadev took care of the king's cattle. Draupadi served Queen Sudeshna as her personal maid and hairdresser. Ten months passed without any untoward incident and the brothers were looking forward to their freedom in two months. Just when everything looked good, things took an unpleasant turn. And once again, Draupadi's beauty posed a major challenge and threatened to reveal their identity to the world. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bamek. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license.